Chapter 5 of The Daughter of a Magnate by Frank Spearman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Chapter 5 An Emergency Call. In the morning, the Brock special, bathed in sunshine, lay in the Bear Dance yard. When it was learned at breakfast that during the night Morris' blood had disappeared, there was a protest. He had taken a train east, Glover told them. But you should not have let him run away, objected Marie Brock. We've barely made his acquaintance. I was going to ask him ever so many questions about mines this morning. Tell him, Mr. Glover, when you telegraph that he has had a peremptory recall, will you? we want him for dinner tomorrow night papa and mr bucks are to join us you know mr brock arrived the following evening but the general manager failed them and it was long after hope of morris blood had been given up that glover brought him in with apologies for his late arrival the two cars were sidetracked at cascade the heart of the sightseeing country and Glover had a trip laid out for the early morning on horses up Cabin Creek. When he sat down to explain to Marie where he meant to take the party the following day, Gertrude Brock had a book under the banquet light at the lower end of the car. The doctor and Harrison with Mrs. Whitney were gathered about Louise, who among the couch pillows was reading hands. As Morris Blood after some talk with Mr. Brock, approached, Louise nodded to him. "'We shall take no apologies for spoiling our dinner party,' said she. "'But you may sit down. I haven't been able, Mr. Blood, to get your story out of my head since you told it. None of us have. Do you believe in palmistry? Now, Mr. Harrison, do sit still till I finish your hand. Oh, here's another engagement in it. Why, Alan Harrison!' "'How many is that?' asked Gertrude, looking over. Three, And here's further excitement for you, Mr. Harrison.' "'How soon?' demanded Allen. "'Very soon, I should think, just as soon as you get home.' "'Well-timed,' said Marie. She and Glover had come up. "'I think that's all this time,' concluded Louise, studying the lines carefully. "'Go slow on mining for one year, remember.' she looked at morris blood am i to have the pleasure of reading your hand there isn't a bit of excitement in my hand miss donner no fortunes no adventures no engagements you mean in your life very good that's just the sort of hand i love to read the excitement is all ahead really i should like to read your hand if you insist he said putting out his left hand your right please smiled louise I have no right, he answered. She looked mystified, but held out her hand smilingly for his right. I have no right hand, he repeated, smiling too. None had observed before that the superintendent never offered his hand in greeting. A conscience instant fell on the group. It was barely an instant, for Glover, who heard, turned at once from an answer to Marie Brock, and, laying a hand on his companion's shoulder, spoke easily to Louise. He gave his right hand for me once, Miss Donner. That's the reason he has none. May I offer mine for him? 
he put out his own right hand as he asked and his lightly serious words bridged the momentary embarrassment oh i can read either hand laughed louise recovering and putting glover's hand aside let me have your left mr blood your turn presently mr glover be seated now this is the sort of hand i like she declared leaning forward as she looked into the left full of romance mr blood here's an affair of the heart the very first thing now don't laugh this is serious she studied the palm a moment and glanced mischievously around her if i were to disclose all the delicate romances i find here she declared with an air of mystery they would laugh at both of us i'm not going to give them a chance i give private readings too mr blood and you shall have a private reading at the other end or the car after a while now is there another party oh to be sure come mr glover are all railroad men romantic this is growing interesting let me see your palm oh now what have i done asked glover as louise studying his palm started i've changed my name i admit that but i have always denied killing anyone in the states are you going to tell the real facts won't someone lend me a hand for a few minutes or may i withdraw this entry before exposure mr glover of all the hands i'm not surprised you were chosen to show the sights there's something happening in your hand every few minutes adventures heart affairs fortunes perils such a lifeline mr glover oh my word there you are hanging by a hair a hair on the verge of eternity glover laughed softly oh come louise protested mrs whitney touch on lighter lines please lighter lines why mr glover's heart line is a perfect canyon the laughter did not daunt her a perfect canyon i've read about hands like this but i never saw one no more tonight mr glover you are too exciting but about hanging on the verge has it anything to do with lynching do you think miss donner asked glover the hair rope might be a lariat mr glover the train conductor opened the car door is mr glover in this car yes a message may i be excused for a moment said glover rising what did i tell you exclaimed louise a telegram something has happened already End of chapter 5